Fearless. Chase. Bold. Following. Courageous. Search. I'm Aaron. And I'm Marshall. And this is Undaunted Pursuit. Yeah. Either way. Anyway, so yeah, technology is crazy because it. Uh, I, I just learned th- because of you that I, was, oh, I never saw that that copy link, and then I could have put it in a message that that way we don't have to wait for messages anymore. <laughs> Isn't that sad? I'm terrible with computers, and here I am running a podcast. <laughs> oh, I, I'm I'm right there with you, man. I, so I'm like, I know I'm ignorant to this stuff, but I'm scrolling through, and you know, I I even went back to Calendly, like, no, I know I clicked a date here, you know, and <laughs> I do like that you do that. I think that's a lot easier for like guys on my end to go, oh, okay, let's find a time that works for them and me, and yep. you know, so you're not playing ping pong with what about four Eastern? What about you know? Oh man, crazy. <laughs> you know, how it's it is. early. Oh yeah, it's early here. Where are you at? I'm in Idaho. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. And probably a little cold too. No, actually, well, yeah, we get about the same weather you guys would. Yeah. Okay. But it's it's actually been warm. It was warm enough yesterday that my boy, um, one of my boys was running around outside. It it was forties. Okay. And he was running out around outside without a shirt on. <laughs> it's like Idaho Spring. It is. It is. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna welcome everybody back to the show. Guys, welcome back to Undaunted Pursuit Podcast. I'm sure you guys have heard uh, a new voice today. Marshall can't make it to the podcast, but if you've ever listened to any other podcast other than this, you guys have, uh, or even on here, I believe I've talked about your podcast. Um, And I just want to say a huge welcome and thank you to Jarrett Samuels with Pursuit of Manliest Podcast. Um, Thanks, man. It's... uh, you may not think it, but you're a movie star in my, you're as close to a movie star that we're going to have on this podcast. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm like you, brother. We're just regular guys, right? Who are trying to figure this technology thing out and uh, equip some guys along the way. So thanks. Thank you for letting me do be, you know, connect with you in this way. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. It, uh, you're welcome. And hey, I'm just excited to sit down and actually have coffee on the podcast rather than grab yeah. whatever. <laughs> I mean, because we're normally doing this podcast. Okay, I work a full time job. I'm doing this podcast in the evenings when you know I'm normally talking to my buddy. I'm like, okay, hey, just give me another, give me like thirty minutes to get home, and I'll throw the computer up, and then let, let's jump on and let's do an episode. <laughs> well, here's and I have to apologize because I used to do this in the garage, and it was like my my space, you know, mm-hmm. and it got to the point where it's so stinking cold sometimes and you know it's not good on technology it's not good on me i'm getting old so we moved it last year inside and which is great it's great that i'm more present with you know my wife and kid but when they're home i mean they're home you know so you're like you know to try to get anything you know that you need to guard the sound yeah it's a 50 50 shot there so (laughs) well if you ever heard any of mine i have the kids the kids are on the podcast all the time Okay. They'll, okay. they'll come in. They'll come in through the door. Daddy, what are you doing? I, hey, yo, well, come on in. Yeah. Well, you know, if you can see behind me, I'm kind mm-hmm. of in. Uh, this is our classroom. We homeschool the kids. So this is all of our my podcast studio is also the school room. 
Well, good on you guys for doing that. Good for you. Yeah. So, okay. So I love your podcast. And I said it before when I introduced you, uh, Pursuit of Manliness podcast. Mm -hmm. I love it. Have been a huge fan of it for the past year. But uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, how Pursuit of Manliness got started, and and what do you actually... I have so many questions because, you know, I've been listening to you for a year now, and it's like, man, what does he what does he do for a full-time job? Like, I started... I didn't start at the beginning. I started a year ago, whatever episode was newest a year ago. Well, I'm glad you didn't start in the beginning. It's pretty rough. In the beginning. <laughs> it always is. I tell people, you know, <clears throat> forgive me who will go back and listen to those things or read old things, and I'm like podcasting, blogging, any of this stuff is kind of like looking back at old yearbooks in the mm -hmm. moment. You thought that was a good idea. Yeah. And now that you got a little older, you're like, what was I doing? Or what was I wearing? Or why were, you know, and you think, well, this is, you know, you just do the best you can with what you got. Mm -hmm. So that, that's, that's what this is. You're learning along the way. And, you know, it takes you years, it takes you a ton of episodes to kind of figure out your niche and, you know, and people start to gravitate towards what you're doing. And mm -hmm. uh, some people will like you and some people won't. It's just, it's just the way nature of, of life. But uh, for me, my name is Jared, as you know, I'm married for um, almost 22 years. Um, and I got three kids. I got um, two in high school and one in elementary school, two girls and a boy. And uh, I'm a pastor full time is what I do. I'm, I preach okay. every week. Um, whether they like it or not, I preach every weekend. So that's, that's where I'm at. I'm in Indianapolis. Um, I'm not a city guy. Uh, I'm, I'm originally from Iowa. Um, we, I didn't grow up on a farm or nothing, but for me, cities are overwhelming. So I don't go too many mm -hmm. places. So this is why this is kind of my wheelhouse. Um, uh, how, how this kind of came about was, um, when my, <clears throat> when we moved back to Iowa, uh, my wife got pregnant with my son and we already had uh, two kids. Um, I don't remember what the, the youngest was like six at that time, I think. And when he was born, you know, they take, if you, you ever had a kid born, you, they take him, they put him like this box and they're flipping him around like hamburger. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Like, hey, hey, easy. I'm paying for that, you know? And, <laughs> and we, so this is our third kid, you know, but we had not had a kid in this particular hospital. So I'm like, you know, trying to watch the nurse and I'm, I, I got to take pictures, right? I'm the dad. So I got to start mm -hmm. snapping and, they said, I need you to come with me. And so she wheels me and my son out into the hallway, which goes into an elevator, which I think we went upstairs. And I just remember thinking, my wife's down. Like, that was weird. Like, we never had that experience before. Oh, yeah. And we go into this room and she pulls the curtain behind us and says, just go ahead and sit over there. And so I sit down in these like hard plastic chairs. And I'm going to say probably three or four nurses came in and started to do things to him, you know, and I, I don't have a clue what's going on. So the nurse, everyone, the, the lady that took me up there every once in a while, she's trying to tell me what's going on. And so I start praying, realizing, Hey, this is, this is serious. You know, I don't, I, I don't understand what she's telling me, but she's trying to at least bring me in on the conversation. They talk that uh, essentially he has a collapsed, <clears throat> collapsed lung oh, and he's yeah. not breathing on his own there, whatever. There's, there's several things. And, um, and I'll say this, you know, in those moments where you have like a crisis of any kind, it may not be the worst that anyone's ever had, but for you, it's the worst, right? So you just yep. start praying. And that's what I did. I start praying, you know, and I, I pray and I'm praying these like popcorn prayers, just trying to throw anything, you know, God. And I remember praying specifically, God, if you help this little boy fight, I will fight. And I remember thinking to myself in the midst of that, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard because <laughs> there was no fight in me. You know, I was just existing. And I, I tell guys like, I don't know if I was depressed, but I was depressing. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
things will just magically get better. Or, you know, I, I was a, a pastor, uh, you know, a children's pastor. Great. I've been part of great churches, great staff. But I was just, I don't know. I was just aimless, really. And um, so I pray that prayer and, you know, I pray lots of prayers. And then, of the course, the next two weeks, there's so many things that happen that we go, man. You know, I, I remember a, a nurse coming in one night telling us we need to wake him up. Mm-hmm. And we think, don't wake up sleeping babies. What do you know? She's like, <laughs> no, he's in this window. And I didn't know what it was. It's called failure to thrive. So if, okay. if a kid doesn't start to get it on his own, a baby, mm-hmm. there's a chance that they go the other way. She's like, he needs to start to learn to do this on his own. And she's giving him like tough love. And I'm like, okay, he's like eight days old here, you know, yeah. and then wires. And, and I thought that to myself, I think I was in a window where I was failing to thrive. And I, I, I was at a point where I was at a point where if I didn't start to figure this thing out and get a little fire in my belly, I would be 65, 70 years old down the road and just be taking up space and, and a bit delusional thinking it's all going to get better. Mm-hmm. Fast forward two years later, my son is standing on like a little, I think it was like a Dory Explorer stool. We had some girls. So we had a pink stool and a Nerf hoop and he's putting the ball in the hoop. And I thought, man, this is cool to have a kid, you know, do some things that I like to do. And yeah. Brother, I'm telling you, it was as if God came and sat next to me. And I remember those words. God, if you help this boy fight, I will fight. And I mm-hmm. thought, oh, we're fixing to get real uncomfortable here <laughs> through the course of the next several days. But really, the rest of my years so far, God has just been really Rubik's Cube in my life and, mm-hmm. and stretching. And, and, and I remember thinking, man, we need to start something for Christian guys. I didn't know anything existed. I had no clue. I'm not really social media. I'm not. I mean, I'm there, but I'm not. I'm not influencing nobody. I'll tell you that. So <laughs> I, I, didn't I, was, I didn't know anything was out there. So I, I've texted a buddy of mine. You know, and uh, somewhere along the way, those words pursuit of manliness came, came together. And I did it anonymously because I thought there's nothing manly about me. You know, I'm just here. I'm just, you yeah. know, I'm not a bad guy. I'm just not a, you know, whatever. And I remember telling my wife one night, Hey, I'm thinking of starting this thing for Christian guys. Cause she was in some kind of like healthy women's thing or by Christian. I don't know what it was I was like, man, I don't got anything like that. And I remember telling her, I'm thinking about starting this. And she said, if you want to practice your manliness, our toilet's leaking right now. And I thought that is, <laughs> that's not the answer I thought I was going to get. But she was right. Like, it's one thing to say it. It's quite another thing to actually live it out. Yeah. And it, it took years, I think years for them and my kids to see me a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Because, brother, if you got to tell people you're losing weight, you're not losing weight. You're yeah. still fat. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you got to tell people you're a man of God. You're not. They'll they'll know. And yes. I think it took a number of years for they start. I, I know today they look. My wife says this. I've been married to two different guys and they're you. Mm-hmm. The guy I married and then this and then you. And that's and I, I, I want the one I got now. And I'm thinking all it took now is a guy to get serious about being a man of God. Yep. And so that's where I'm at, brother. I like it. I I sit and listen to your podcast. Um I, I drive I, now. I drive truck. I was. I've been a firefighter, a career firefighter, paramedic, and um, been all over this country. And there's times, oftentimes, listening to your podcast. This is the reason why I had to ask you to be on the podcast is because we track a lot. You know, there's yeah. times that I find myself agreeing with you, and and just in this moment here. It's yeah, I was our story for pursuit um for undaunted pursuit is a lot of the same. It's I wrestled with this. Um no, I don't really I'm not good at I'm not learned in in scripture. Yeah. I'm not yeah. I, I don't know a lot about it myself, but here I am uh 
for two years wrestled with starting, um, where's my ministry? Where can I contribute to the kingdom of God? You know, God kept telling me, start a pod, start a podcast. I was running a podcast. It wasn't very successful. And I just kind of let that fizzle out. And then we traveled the country in 2020. I came back and I was like, all right, I'm going to do this podcast, you know? (laughs) And that's, that's kind of where we, it's a lot of the same story. It's like God pulls you in a direction you know, this is easier for me to do. Um, I'm not very good with talking to people in person as far as like, uh, what's the word? Like witnessing to people yeah, in yeah. person. It's, it's, <laughs> you know, it makes me nervous. My wife can do it. She, she has no problem talking to people in person. And my platform is podcasting. It's easy. I love doing it. Yeah. Hey, brother, I'm, I, my, my wife's the same way. She loves everybody. She'll, every yeah. once in a while, she's like, "Hey, so and so." I said, "Who's that?" That's our neighbor. Oh, okay. I didn't, you know, I didn't know their name, you know. Or you got somebody's ladder. Who's that belong to? Oh, the neighbor behind it. What's her name? You know, like she knows everybody. She loves everybody. I feel like for me, at least the way I'm wired, and and that's, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying this. I'm with you. That's why I do this. I'm either really uh, leave me alone, you know, lone wolf. I, when I'm out, I'm just trying to, you know, like I told someone the other day. I, sometimes I walk with AirPods in. They're not even on. You know, because mm-hmm. people think, oh, you know, um, or I feel like when I do sometimes share the gospel, I, I get a little not aggressive, but I can get a little, you know, unloving. Like, what are you talking about? Like, that's stupid. Like, how do you, how in the world would you think that? And I don't yeah. want to do that. So for me, this gives, you know, like you and I, a platform where we can communicate this. We can kind of flush out what we're trying to say and the heart behind what we're trying to say. And I think, you know, like what you're saying and I'm saying, we're just regular guys. There, there's yeah. absolutely, you know, if you ran into me at the grocery store, you're like, yep, he's just a regular guy. You know, yeah. I mean, what you see is what you get and it will resonate with some people. And whether it's five people or, you know, 50 people, 500, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, you want to be authentic, real, and it's going to get to somebody. And thank you for what you do. I mean, what you do, we need people doing that. So, right. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I'm not driving over the road, but I, I have a lot of time to listen to podcasts. I'm driving, I drive for a local fuel company and we just delivered mm-hmm. to farmers and heating people out here still heat with uh like a diesel fuel so yep it's uh yeah, i love farmers we need them we need <laughs> farmers man i know it but it's been it's been pretty awesome i'm completely happy doing it i'm home every night you know mm-hmm. and so um let me ask you this how have you managed i i, I want to start kind of moving into this new as far as i know because, of course, this is the first time we're actually meeting in person. As far as I know, uh, Pursue Wilderness is the newest avenue that you're <laughs> that you're doing with this thing. But I want to know, how have you managed as you've got to be a busy guy? You have so many different little avenues that you've gone down with this <laughs> podcast. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's all by the grace of God. OK, and not everybody's <clears throat> not everybody's wired this way. And, and, and I know that. So sometimes there'll be people who will talk to me about Okay, my daughter's boyfriend. He talked about, hey, you want to start a podcast? So mm-hmm. great, man. Start a podcast. You need help? You good? Okay. So then I talked to him about posting and stuff, and you can tell he's like, nope, not wanting to do, you know, and he's doing a great job with what he's doing. Yeah. I, I so for I was a children's pastor for about 15 years. And the thing about children's ministry is nobody really cares what you teach. What they care is do their kids have fun? Do you have volunteers? And so we would build these. God bless us with the ability to build some really great volunteer teams, which means every volunteer is a different personality. They all have different needs. They all have, you know, mm-hmm. so you would have these, you know, and, and God had led us to some really large churches. So you're able to manage people and kind of 
raise up leader. Okay. So there's some giftedness there, but at the same time, like if you can run a VBS, you can do a podcast. Okay. So that's just managing the chaos for the moment. Mm -hmm. For me, it really comes down to, um, like I started to create what I called a content map. When I first sat down, I was in a Starbucks in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, that was, it was at Christmas time. It was about 12 degrees in there and they're blaring Christmas music above my head. I love Christmas music. I listen to it all year long. I don't care who, what you think of me about that, but not frosty, but the good stuff. So I'm sitting there and I write this blog post and I type it out and I'm thinking, now what? Like, now what do I do with that? Like, who do I post it? Does anyone care? There's zero followers. Like, mm-hmm. so I started to post, like I'll post it on Monday. Maybe I'll do it again on Wednesday. I don't know. Maybe I'll try it again on Friday afternoon. You know, who knows? And so for me, just kind of flushing that stuff out of, okay, what's next? Now, listen, I've tried things or started things within the pursuit of manliness that have failed miserably and we'll mm-hmm. never talk about them ever again. You bury them and say that's <laughs> over. Because um, you kind of feel it out and go, okay, that didn't work or that wasn't what I thought. And so with, as the pursuit of manliness has grown, like I don't write all, I don't write hardly any blogs anymore. I got a few guys that do write blogs. And so mm-hmm. they write them and they all write them to their own personality. Their own, but that took years. When yeah. I first started and I, I realized these things were starting to happen, I thought, man, if I could get some guys that would like submit some content who I know are solid and sound or whatever, um, like one or two of them did it. That was it. And I thought, well, now I'm just frustrated. And those guys, st-, you know, uh, it took five, six years before those guys were on this. And I tell guys that like they, they got to trust you, too. Yeah. They got to kind of know who, you, you know, what's going on here. And now the ministry kind of grows. And so you got that. And then the Pursue Wilderness just came because we would within tribe, we would do some hikes or we would do some campouts or we have the retreat, you know, at the end of the year, we would do mm-hmm. this stuff and guys would just like, they, they, they've loved it. Like we took 40 guys in tribe on Friday before the retreat, we took them out to the local state park and we walked like a three mile loop. Um, it's not a great hike. I mean, it's a, hike, it's a walk more than sure. it's more of a walk in the woods than a hike. But anyhow, there were some guys that said that was the hardest thing they'd ever done. But they love wow. it. They would do it again. And, you know, and, and, and so you're thinking the camaraderie of being outdoors. Yeah. And for me, I can really struggle December, January and February being inside. Sure. I live in an HOA. I'm not going to give you the idea. I live with woods behind me. I don't. I live <laughs> in, a, in a town. So for me, I get real agitated and, and I'm miserable. And I'm, so I thought, man, what, how, how can we encourage people to do this? And so, um, I, t- I tried to flush out what that was. And it just, I mean, I spent, I was in Tennessee one night for a few or one a few days, but one night I spent all night trying to think about like, how do you connect them? So it doesn't yeah. feel like it's too convoluted. And lo and behold, pursue wilderness was available on the handles on Instagram. So I said, all right, well, let's roll with that. And and it kind of took off. And the, the whole point is just get outside, you know, yeah. you and your boys, you and your wife, whatever. And then I said, Hey, if you'll do this uh, between now and next November, if you'll do this, Mm-hmm. Uh, take a picture, email it to me, whatever. Uh, if I post it, whatever, I'll send you some pins. There's nothing wow awesome about the pins, but who doesn't like something free? Yeah, and exactly. You're already doing it anyways. And so the first guy, man, he sent me s- some pictures of their whitewater rafting, their axe throwing, whatever. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. That's what you want. But let's be honest right now. I can't do any of those things. All I can do is walk my neighborhood. So we yep. started the 30, 30 challenge, like for 30 days, get outside for 30 minutes. Okay. I was wondering what that was all about. I don't care if you sit on your, your back porch. I don't care if you shovel your driveway, just getting some air in your lungs mm-hmm. outside for 30 minutes. You know, some guys physically can't do anything. I mean, they're just, they're just, they're getting out of bed is hard for them. I yeah. understand that. 
then just go out. Just if you just go outside for just a little bit. Now you may have to bundle up, but uh, or in Florida you may be blessed. But uh, that, that was the idea of just connecting the two because I think with Pursue Wilderness you're going to reach some females and some kids. Like yeah. my kids can feel like they're a part of Pursue Wilderness. Yep. Where they're not going to wear a shirt with a beard on it. Like the girls aren't <laughs> going to do that, right? But I'm not trying to sell gear or anything with wilderness. I'm just trying right now to say, just get outside. Yep. And if you would bring us in on it, I'd love to celebrate it. You know, um, you don't have to take a picture of yourself. Take a picture of your dog. Take a picture of your street, whatever. But just trying to encourage, man. There's some people who are really struggling. And we say, hey, maybe it's maybe it's you going for a late night walk. And someone says, I can do that. Yeah, I'll get up. I'll do who knows? I love the idea of it. I mean, because I'm, I'm hugely. Of course, I live in an area where there's, you know, thirty minutes out my back door is a million over a million acres of public ground. Wow. You know, and then you know you take a drive an hour away. You know, like an hour uh, east of here is another million and a half acres of public ground. You know, it's all going out of here. <laughs> we're surrounded by millions of acres of public ground, and of course. <clears throat> Uh, I hope that I didn't offend you by not, this is the biggest treat that I could get. I, I, this was better than a pin to me is having you on this podcast. <laughs> and when I sent you, I, I like posting pictures cause it's such, and pictures out here don't do it justice. You know, pictures right. of the mountains out here don't uh, do it justice, but I was like, okay, I want to participate. I want to support pursue wilderness, but I don't need a pin. You know, yeah. I just want to I just want to support your what you have going on, because I was I myself was thinking, how can we how can we hold true to our Christian values and do something outdoors? Now, I'm I'm working on some little side projects yeah. different from that um, in the hunting realm uh, yeah. here that be coming up sometime in 2023. But um, I, I love what I love this pursue wilderness idea and the way that um just seeing all those different pictures and the people getting outdoors. And you're right. If you can't get outside, uh, you know, just go out on your back porch. There's plenty yeah. of people that I see around here that have amazing back porches that you can just go have a cup of coffee, snap you a picture. And I, you know, that's still getting outside a little bit. You're not sitting yeah. in front of the TV. That's right. Uh, up until four years ago, three, four years ago. I didn't go hiking. My wife was like, I want to go hiking. I'm like, that sounds terrible. Why would I want to go hiking? Like, what, 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 what are we doing? And I remember the first time we went, I'm like, do we know where we're going? Do we have a map? Do we have a, you know, I'm like, I, I like to know some details. She's mm -hmm. like, no, we'll figure it out. Well, I got three kids here. I don't want to just figure it out with three kids. And so for me, I, I didn't do that. I didn't even walk the neighborhood. I, I would literally take a camping chair and put it in the driveway. And I looked like, who is this guy sitting? Out? I mean, I thought I just need to get outside because yeah. listen, I, I'm not trying to act like I'm Bear grills or, you know, any of those guys, but I'm, I'm realizing when you measure yourself against the elements, whether it's hot, cold, windy, whatever, mm -hmm. and especially measuring yourself against want to, what you realize is you're built with a lot more than, than, than what you give yourself credit for. For sure. You know, there's, there's some things like the other day I'm walking and it's cold and I'm trying to make a video. And I told my wife, I open my big mouth up. So I'm making <laughs> these videos for 30 days going, well, I'm trying to make a video as I'm walking the church. Well, we're right next door to a school. Well, these kids got recess. Mm -hmm. And I've worked, I haven't worked with kids for a long time, but they scream the whole time. Oh yeah. And I'm thinking, I can't make this video with a bunch of screaming. You're like, who is this dude walking around? You don't know who I am. You think I'm walking next to an elementary school with kids on the playground. I'm not the guy you want walking by the fence line of kids playing at the playground. So I said, come on, I'm freezing already. I can't feel my fingers. I'm like, 
it's, 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 I'm not trying to pretend like it's something that it's not, but at the same token, you're like, man, I want to reach a guy who says, maybe I'll give it a go. Maybe I'll go out today. And you can't do all 30 days. Who cares? Do one, just do one day. And then, like you said, working on some side things. When I thought of, when, when I felt like God gave me the pursue wilderness idea, I'm texting a few buddies of mine who I knew uh, would would be in on, on, at least be aware of it or want to participate or whatever. And one, as I'm sitting there in my chair uh, outside, um, I have this this mountain gospel radio I listen to, mm-hmm. and they had some guys on that were um, God's Great Outdoors or something like that. And I was like, oh shoot, there's mm-hmm. already a ministry for that. Maybe I thought, no, I'm listening to them talk. I'm listening to what I'm thinking. I'm like, I think we could use a few more guys saying, just get outside. Yeah. Like I think we, the more the better. So you know, whatever you got, whatever someone else comes up with, do it. We don't care. Reach yeah. them all. You know, get them all. It's it's saturated anyway. So yeah. why not? Why not try it yourself? Well, Aaron, you and I could put out the same piece of content the same time that I told a guy this who was struggling, and he's got way more followers than I do. And I said, "Listen, I've realized we could put out the same content, the same depth. We're going to naturally reach different people. It's just the way it is. Yep. Who cares? Who cares? You'll reach that guy that you didn't know needed to be reached, but God knew. He cares more about him than we do. And you and I didn't even know that person existed. Yeah. And man, stay with it. Well, and I think about that often too, because it's like, it's like, oh man, you know, there's uh, so many people these days doing biblical Bible study. I mean, we we're, we're, we're walking through the book of Luke right now and nice. on our podcast here. And um, the way we interpret that is going to be totally different than if you were to do it, you're going to have different things, different takeaways from that. And uh, it, they almost, everything almost complements itself. And at the end of the day, whether you're listening to me or you, whoever go through, like we're doing Exodus on Fridays, mm-hmm. read it yourself. You know, like I, I hope that I'm like a verbal commentary. You know, yeah. it's like with commentary, it that's not inspired. That's someone's take on it. And, 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 you know, as I prepare to teach at times, I'll get out different commentaries. And it's amazing how they might contradict each other. Well, they're, mm-hmm. they're doing it based on their denomination. So yeah. for me, I say we're non-denominational, so I'm not trying to run with a denomination. So this is where I'm going. But again, if you if you walk away from, you know, Exodus four or whatever I go through and go, ah, I don't know about that. Naturally, I didn't hit on every single verse. Yep. It's not a deep theological study, but maybe I caused you to open it up for yourself and take a look. And maybe you'll find that Exodus five gets a little bit better and you'll keep turning. Mm-hmm. For me, I was a pastor already, a believer. I mean, again, but I was pretty pathetic. If I look back, I, there's a picture of me before my son is born. I'm wearing the scrubs and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I almost posted it one time, like, man, this guy, I don't even recognize him. I, I got to be honest. I can't even post it. I'm like, I'd yeah. punch that dude right in the face. Like that dude, <laughs> I, that, <clears throat> that dude's, a, you know, he's a nice guy, but he's also delusional and, and uh, probably quite a bit hurt. You know, when you think about it, we all got some scars in our life. We all have yep. some brokenness. We all have some things that we're attempting to overcompensate for. And so for me, going back to Genesis 1 and taking a look at Adam and going, okay, that's the same God. Now, what do I do with that? Genesis Mm -hmm. 2, Genesis 3. And just trying to go from there, um, you realize it is the same God. He's he's got, and and I have the, you know, Cain, sin is crouching at your door. Jerry, sin is crouching at your door. It's (laughs) desires to rule over you. You must master it. And then you go, it's not my fault. God's like, I warned you. That was sinful. That was mm-hmm. that was something that was small, but it became significant. And suddenly now you're you're bare. Cain was like, I, it, my punishment's too much. How often have we said that? The consequences are too much. God's yep. like, try to warn you, try to tell you. Mm-hmm. But going back to the Bible, reading the Bible, that's the key, man. Get yep. in the word. I'm glad you brought that up 
because I had, uh, I had, <laughs> I got to admit. So a real quick story before I go into this next point is I, I sat down this morning to make out a few notes so I didn't forget because I was thinking about, oh, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to do? So I, I did end up making notes about 30 minutes prior to this podcast. But and the reason for that is we have been just extremely blessed this week. We processed. I got a hold of a cow this weekend. We processed a whole cow in two days. <laughs> and, and I got well, it for man. I got it for a really good price. It was a grinder cow, you know, just kind of a farmer had come into the office, said, hey, I need to get rid of a cow. She's got a hip problem. I was like, uh, uh, I was like, I can't take her. And my boss is like, no, he only wants a hundred bucks for it. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll go do it. He's like, you have to do it yourself, though. I was like, no problem. We'll just grab a couple of big grinders. I got some buddies, uh, you know, that we are in small group with, go to church with. And uh, he helped me out. And uh, so anyway, I didn't have a whole lot of time this weekend to really sit down and, and think about what we were going to actually talk about. But I had a I had an idea. So I jotted down some notes. So uh, we were talking about reading the Bible. And I, I want to kind of get into that a little bit. As far as uh, I have people ask me all the time, I was talking to somebody the other day, they want to read the Bible, but they don't necessarily know how to study mm. the Bible. How, I, and I can't think of anything, anybody better to answer that question because I couldn't. I was like, I don't know. I mean, I just kind of when I got into it, I just kind of started reading. And then I would look up a few things on the internet and, and then I would see if I tracked with that. And I, do you have any better idea? How does somebody decide we know where to start starting the gospels that's where you're going to learn about who yeah. jesus is but how does somebody really dive in if they really want to well i'll tell you what i did and and i'm not saying it's right it's just what i did I, when when i started what was i i was a mess i know that but i, I grew up in a, a home where we went to church at least so mm -hmm. i had that major advantage yep. so i always had the 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 awareness that god is real but I thought God's given me a hall pass here to basically do what I want to do for, you know, but there was a point where I thought I'm going I'm to get serious about this. I'm, I'm going to start to, you know, yeah. which is, which is garbage until you surrender to Jesus. Exactly. You can try to be religious. You can try to do church. You can try to do all the same. And I think they're all good things, but unless you surrender to Jesus, all you're trying to do is modify your behavior. And then mm -hmm. what you realize is you're a fraud. You know, you're, you're basically trying to be something that you're not. And, and, and listen, I'm not saying don't go to church and don't, you know, like you, you got to learn. And, and I had the advantage that I had at least been raised in that environment. But as far yeah. as uh, I had a conviction of sin, I knew I was a sinner. No question about that. But also I thought God was like, you know, whatever. But so for me, I went to a Christian bookstore. I don't even know if those things exist anymore, but I went to a Christian <laughs> bookstore. There might be one or two around. Yeah. And I, I thought I, I need to buy some things. Whatever. I don't know. Anyhow, I came across reading the Bible through in a year. I didn't even know that existed. And to mm -hmm. me, that seemed like, uh, use the word undaunted. That seemed that seemed like a daunting. Yeah. I thought, how in the world am I? But I thought, why not? How do so, I read through it in a year with and understand it? That's well, you don't. You yeah. you don't. So let me. I, so I I did it. I read through all, and I when I got done, I got done in December. I was like, I thought, you know, hey, look, I really did something. I'm going to tell you right now, every time you read the Bible, you're going to learn something. The Holy Spirit's going to convict you. I, children's pastor, you teach certain lessons all the time. So I, the story of Joseph in Genesis, I have taught about 78 different ways. So I get to Joseph, I'm like, I know, I already know this. And it's yeah. amazing how there's something there that God's like, 
but in this season, I need you to get this. Mm-hmm. So we had a guy come to our church a couple months ago, and he told me he had never been to church before. I said, perfect. That streak is over. Come on in. So he comes in, and he's nervous, and he meets some guys, and and I kind of explained to him how this whole thing's going to go. We're going to sing some songs. I'm going to talk for a while. That we're going to, you know, I don't want to think he's in there for five hours. So here's yeah. how we're going to do this. And we give him a Bible, and he, uh, the guy that was talking to him, tells him to start in the Gospel of John, which John one, the chapter is overwhelming, right? Mm-hmm. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. Though you know, you're like, what, 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 what? Um, what does all this mean? <laughs> yeah, he came to his own, his own didn't recognize him. You're like, what, what? Just tell me what's going on. They are, but you don't understand it. So the next week he comes back. I said, hey, man, you, you reading that book? Yeah, yeah. He's like, but I don't understand it at all. I said, that's the point. Mm-hmm. So what do you do for a living? He said, I work at a, I think it's like a tire place, a car service place. And I okay. said, I know zero about cars. If I walked into the car place and said, all right, next customer, what do you got? What do you need? And I started to try to go through it. Would I have any clue what I'm talking about? And he said, no. I said, that's the point. I have no experience. I have no context of what I'm doing other than I know a car should run. And you know that you should understand this book, but you don't. That's the place to start to say, I don't. So for for me, and we talk about this like within some of our communities, I can get out my journal, my Bible. I got a red pen, a green pen, a blue pen, sometimes a highlighter or whatever. I got to get my coffee. I should get my phone because my wife may phone me up, may need me. Next thing you know, I need a wheelbarrow just to get to where I was going to be having quiet time with God. Maybe you just need to get out the Bible and say, I'm starting John 1 and I'm not going to do anything but read it. Think about a verse or two and go about my day. Yep. Because there's no way it's like trying to gather all the water out of a fire hydrant. It's impossible. And there's people spend their whole lives reading this and it's not about gaining all the knowledge. I talked to a guy the other day who's left our church and stuff. And he said, I've read the Bible all the way through for 60 years. I don't need another sermon. I don't need another Bible study. I don't need another. I said, I said, do you make a, do you make disciples? And he looked at me like he was angry. And mm-hmm. I said, do you evangelize the lost? Because you can't go through that Bible for 60 years and not get to those points of scripture that says at exactly. some point, it can't be about you. At some point you have to tell somebody at some point, Titus is pretty clear. The older people teach the younger people. Yes. Uh, Paul's pretty clear in Corinthians, how we're to conduct. How did you miss that? So you can read a book, a million different times and, and not be changed by it. Exactly. And so what we want to do is we want to close it and want to say, okay, I got two verses. I understand. I got a guy I'm discipling every day. We text each other something from what we've read. We read a chapter a day. That's awesome. He texted me a thought today's thought. When I first read, it, I was like, I don't want to send my thought. His is way better than mine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what God was teaching him. But through him, he taught me. And so then I share my thought. And then through God teaching me, I share with him. So I'd encourage you Find a buddy or two that you can sharpen one another. Mm -hmm. Um, There's tons of, like you talk about social media, there's tons of communities where you can learn some stuff, podcasting. Um, But no, first and foremost, you got to surrender to Jesus. You got to know that you got sin in your life. I need forgiveness for that sin. Jesus said in John 14, 6, on the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to God the Father except through me. He is the only way. If you have another way, I'd love to hear it because I only see that way to God. Because Jesus died and didn't stay dead, that means death has no hold on him. So everything he told you is true. Mm-hmm. Because the disciples believed, they saw that, and they said, that guy's alive. Aaron, I don't know how far you would go for a lie. I wouldn't go six feet, especially if it was going to cost me my life. Yeah, they, no died. they died for that message. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And because they died for that message, the church continued to spread. And you and I get to understand a little bit more about the faith because of people that saw Jesus alive. And they said, if he's alive, that changes everything. And yep. so from there, I can, go, I can go back to one of these books and say, I'm not going to know it all. I'm just going to know God. I just yep. want to know more about God. I may not. This whole this book tells one story about Jesus. You will not get that the first 13 times through it. You will hey, not get no. that. When you get, when you get in Leviticus, you're like, what are we doing? Numbers, Chronicles, First and Second Chronicles. You're like, these guys are a mess. Yep. And so are we. We're a mess too. But thank, thankfully, Jesus came. And then he gives us him, God to live inside of us. And he wins. I love yep. being on the winning team. Uh, yeah. I'm a, Packers fan. I'm a Packers fan. They ripped my heart out last oh. night. I'm rarely <laughs> on the winning team. Rarely, but I'm on with Jesus. I'm on the winning team finally. I saw that on your 30 for 30 video, by the way. I was, I was like, oh, he's a he's a Packers fan. I was born in Wisconsin. So um, I'm an owner. I'm an owner. <laughs> my kids are turning on me. Oh. They're Jaguars, Dolphins, maybe Bills now. I don't know what's going on. They're all going AFC. Oh boy. Terrible. <laughs> but no, you know, I was like that in Romans. I, I read through it, you know, Romans now after, and that's, you know, that's something I want to say about small group is like, get yourself involved locally in a, in, in some sort of yeah. little home church or home small group Bible study thing. Because I first read through Romans by myself, didn't understand a lick of it, but and I and I absolutely did not like the book that you know that whole book, and now I it's one of my favorite books yeah. of the Bible. My my wife went to uh, Ozark Christian College. Her whole family did. They're they're very they're theologically sound people, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and and praise be to God that He gave me a wife like that because I was not, you know. And so she gave me a lot of grace and stuff. But I admire her pursuit of the Word and in Jesus. And mm-hmm. she's in a small group at our church and a lady that leads it. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't think she went to a Bible. Co- I could be wrong, but it doesn't matter. This woman loves Jesus that leads the group and these ladies in there. And my wife will sit at a desk over here mm-hmm. and prepare for that bio, that study for Romans. They're going through Romans as well yeah. and be like, man, this is, you know, and, and find always finding things that God is teaching them through that. And then come to that group. She'll walk in late Thursday night. I'll be like, how'd it go? Oh, so good. And we talked yeah. about, you know, this is someone who took actual classes on Romans and took tests. And you see see the point, like the word of God is living and active. And so if you don't understand it all, don't beat yourself up. There's a list of humans, every human before. And I think if you get to the point where you say, I got it, look out because God's going to give you something that's going to overwhelm you. So the hope, yeah, I say confidence covered in humility. I'm confident in who I am in Christ. Mm -hmm. I'm confident that he's called me, you know, to serve, to do these things, but I'm humble enough to know that he can take it all away in a split second or he can change, he can change the plans or he can whatever. So, uh, but you get that by being in the word and you're right. You cannot minimize the sharpening of one another. And there's so many people who out of insecurity, they go, I, I, I would be too embarrassed to be in a group and they know I, they would realize I don't know. They don't either. Most of them who are leading it have a plethora of notes. When I lead groups like that, I'll have a ton of notes because I'm thinking that guy's going to ask a question and that person's uh-huh. going to say something. And you're, you're almost ready for friendly fire because you don't want to look dumb either. But at the end of the day, let's just grow in our faith. Yep. Let's just become better equipped. Yep. We're there to, we're there to uplift each other. There's not one of us that knows more than the other. And if you do, big deal. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like if, if I were to go to a fifth grade small group 
and watch the teacher lead. I'm hoping that I could hold my own against fifth graders at this point, but that's, you know, it's hard to say, but I wouldn't look at little Susie over there and go, are you even trying? Are you kidding me? Like you go, nah, because there, you know what? I learned so much from my own kid's faith. My kids will say things. I think, man, I wouldn't have thought that. Or my daughter will have a heart for someone in her class. I think I didn't as a freshman. I didn't care. I could care less about mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z or whatever. And she'll have a burden for them or check. I'm thinking, man, God uses everything to get our attention about him. Yes, everything. he does. Yep. For Which sure. is why I say get outside. There's a whole bunch of things. When I stay inside, I control it all. Yep. The temperature, the food, the, the everything. You go outside, you're at the mercy of, of creation. Well, you know, there's too much distraction inside is the thing. Yep. It's, it's distracting at least at some point in that walk, you know, like, and I'm not saying not at this point in time, I'm not talking about a Christian walk. I'm talking about that walk outside. Just walk. Yeah. 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 At some point in that walk, you're going to think about God's creation Oh, at some point. It's like, yeah. my goodness, how did this tree get so big? Or how did the, you know, how are them birds flying in the air? You're, you're inadvertently thinking about God. All the time. We, we're we not like scale the mountain hikers, but we like to hike. We like to like. There's a place not far from here called the Red River Gorge in Kentucky. And it, it's one of the most incredible places I've ever seen with my my eyes. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while we see something. And I'll say all the time, man, God does this every day. Every day he's doing like the sun or the, the rocks or the way things are carved out. Yeah. And I, I, I do feel for the people who will walk by and be like, millions of years this happened. You're like, oh, what a boring story. Exactly. Because I like to believe that God like has carved this out and he's orchestrated these things. Mm-hmm. Now there's human error. There's things that we have done. I, I get that, you know, yeah. but to look at that and think, God, you love showing off. You love to show <laughs> off. You love to say, wait till they wake up this morning and they take that little bitty walk to that overlook and they're going to see that fog and they're going to, it's going to blow their mind. It's like me on Christmas morning, you know, my kids are a little bit older now, so it's yeah. not the not the same zeal, but you would know they're going to open a box and you get the camera. You're never going to watch that video again, but you get the camera, whatever you're getting. Mm-hmm. I want to see her response when she sees that doll that she's wanted for the last two months. And we teased her. Well, I don't know, you know, yeah. and it's almost like God does that. Like, I can't wait until they go out and they see this or you hear the birds sing or, you know, something's going to happen. Like, I can't wait. Like we forget. I, I, here's the thing for men. So I'm, I'm r- rambling here. Here's the thing for guys. No, go though. for it. We, we, we got some, we got some man issues in our life. We got some dad issues and, yeah. and, and, and there are some guys who've had great fathers and there's some guys who've had okay fathers. I had a guy call me once and he was giving me a story about all this stuff. And I said, how's the relationship with you and your dad? He said, Oh, it's not bad. Come to find out it was terrible. It was mm. absolutely terrible. And you only know what you know. Right. And I'm not yeah. trying to dog the guys that come before us by any means, but we forget that God is an incredible father who emphatically loves us. He doesn't manipulate us. He, he isn't distant. He doesn't abuse us. He doesn't, you know, try to play games with us. He doesn't any of those things, the things that we, you know, that we struggle with. We have deep scars. I know guys who are longing to hear from their father. I'm proud of you, or you've made a good life for yourself, or man, you're a hard worker, or you know what, in spite of your childhood, you've overcome these things. They're mm-hmm. never going to get it. They're yep. never going to get those things. Either that guy is too arrogant to ad- admit it, or he's dead. You're, you're just never going to get it. And so, that are again, going back to the word, you will find a God who emphatically loves you, who welcomes you into his family and says, 
I know you're a mess and I, I, I sought you out. You're, mm-hmm. you know, and my son was torn to shreds on your behalf. And we, we, we forget that he's for us because we project our childhood or our junior high years or all these things that make us broken. We project that upon God and God's like, that's not who I am. Yeah. And at the same token, it's not fair to project who God is on earthly fathers or grandfathers either, because they're flawed people just like you and I. Exactly. I have to apologize to my kids all the time. Like, look, I, I blew it in that season or I didn't mm-hmm. handle that well or whatever, because I never want to get in the way of them seeing who God is, but I never want to give myself a pass to go, well, God will, God will get him. He'll be fine. We've yeah. been placed in the lives of people to show them who God is, but same token, man, he, he's emphatically for us, Aaron. He's emphatically for our families and the people around us. Uh, if that doesn't light your fire, man, I, I don't know. I mean, he, he's on your side, no matter what. No matter what. Yeah. yeah, I can't earn it, man. There's nothing <laughs> I can do. You go, you please now? I didn't need that. You know, it's like yeah. there was something I had one time. I don't remember what it was. Like, my, you know, my kids bring me their money. I don't need your money. And I don't mean that air claim, but like, I don't need your six bucks. I'm, I'm good, you know, yeah. or whatever. Like, I appreciate your willingness to say, I want to participate. Or if we're driving through somewhere and one of my kids pulls, I hate gift cards. I hate <laughs> gift cards. And uh, they never work for me. And I always end up having to pay more. So I go yeah. to drive through. My kids are like, dad, 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 I got Chick-fil-A card. We'll use that. Keep it. Just yeah. keep it. You use it a different time when I'm not around. I got this. I'll pay mm-hmm. for this. That's why God says that. We try to, God, 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 I got this. Just keep it. Yeah. Just keep it. Just you, you hang on to that because I'm going to do something better. I'm, I'm going to do something that you can't do. And we forget that that's who he is. And that's what he does every single day. But by ourselves, Aaron, it gets lonely and we get defeated right. and we get depressed and we get funky. But when we can sharpen one another, mm-hmm. oh, we'll stay in the fight just a little bit longer because there are people in our life who need us to stay in that fight. They need our absolute best. Exactly. I, you know, and, and my kids do the same thing, it, it, you know, as far as like they've got. It's amazing that kids are, when when Jesus says to come to the Father like a child, yeah. you know he that couldn't be it couldn't hold more true. That you know the kids are so giving and they want to help so much without question anything. If if I'm saying that correctly, you know it, our kids do the same thing. Oh, here, let me pay for that. No, 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 keep it. <laughs> we'll take care of you. Our job is to take care of you right now. And that's the way, like you were saying, Jared, God is, he, he wants us to rely on him. He, you know, too many times, too many times do I pray. It's like, you know, God, you know, I don't, I shouldn't be asking you for this, you know, or I shouldn't be asking for, um, you know, okay, let me tell you this. I had a dream the other day. My wife has, um, she does, she has been dealing with some stuff like, uh, some different medical issues or whatever. And I had a dream the other day that Jesus came in, I was laying in bed, Jesus, Jesus himself came in, sat next to me and was like, how's your wife dealing with Or he came in, he was like, he kind of was touching his neck. He wanted, he was asking Ashley or my wife, if she had something to massage his neck or some, some, we like essential oils and stuff. So um, so she goes to get it. And then while she's gone, he asked me, um, so how is she dealing with everything she's dealing with? Well, in that moment, I could, the feeling that I had was, um, it's like, I don't feel worthy enough to ask you to heal her or to, mm. you know, but we, but it's like, but what I told him is like, I have faith that you will do what you need to do, that you will heal her. Yeah. 
You know, I'm not going to yeah. ask you to heal her, but I'm, I have faith that you will heal whatever she's dealing with. And that's how we should come. That's how we should come to them is uh, with faith. But I also think the Bible is clear, too. It is more than OK to ask him to heal your wife. You know, right. it is, you know, the, the apostles in, in Acts chapter four said, uh, look upon their threats and give us courage to speak with greater boldness. Well, in Acts chapter five, they're getting the tar beat out of them and they have courage and they're speaking with greater boldness. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to, if we pray it, that we can also anticipate. I'm not talking about name it and claiming it. Like I need a million dollars or I need right. a new building. Like God's like, your character's not ready for that. You know, I think, but there is nothing wrong. Like when Jesus came to Peter's house, they brought him to her to say, fix her. Right. Like they, and we know that God does often heal physically, mm-hmm. but he will always heal on the other side of eternity. There's no question about that. Yeah. So right now our, what ails us isn't always fixed. Like we hope it is fixed or in the mm-hmm. timeliness that we hope it is fixed. Cause you see people who are sick and they've been prayed for. And I, I talked to a guy who feels like he has the, the gift of uh, healing ministries. Now, whether, whether you're at with that or not, I don't know. I'm always a little skeptical. That's uh, my two right. cents. But <laughs> he's healing ministries and he goes and he's healed and healed and healed and he's telling me those stuff. But he also told me that his, his father was really sick and he's getting worse. And I'm thinking that to me, that doesn't add up. But hey, I, I'm not questioning. God is God and whatever's in line with God's character. The point is, um, you know, sometimes God doesn't heal physically. Right. But he does allow his glory to be on display, which is through Jesus. And it might be uh, a medical staff person. It might be, you know, someone that come to your house. It might be someone that hears your testimony. It might be, mm-hmm. you know, something that you didn't realize in this moment in a year or two later. It might be that your kids seeing how you love your wife right now in the midst of things that are not always easy or comfortable. Perhaps when they have a spouse, they'll consider that, you know, I remember my dad or I remember my mom, yeah. you know, uh, we don't get to decide how we are remembered, but we do get to decide what we try to exhibit to them. Mm-hmm. And so you, know, you just don't know, but we do know on the other side of eternity, all healed, right. all, all made new. I always try and keep that in mind. It's like, there is, <clears throat> there's always something to learn. God is always trying to teach us. There's something that God's power to be recognized in, in whatever situation, yeah. good or bad. <clears throat> God's power is, is coming through somehow, yeah. some way it's touching yeah. somebody. But look what happened with the disciples. They would see guys like, well, who sinned? This guy or his parents? And God, Jesus like, uh, neither one of them sinned. Right. It happens to let God's glory be on display. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not ever going to say somebody in my life got sick because of me. I, I don't I don't think God works that way. Mm-mm. But I do believe God has used other people's illnesses, sicknesses, ailments to teach me something about him. Yeah, I, I do think he's done that. And so perhaps he's teaching you something about himself. He's certainly going to teach your wife some things about faith and trust and patience and perseverance. And and what does he say through all those things? What does perseverance produce? Hope. Yeah. And, you know, and, and we wouldn't have a lot of hope if, you know, the Israelites were very comfortable living in Egypt until they were oppressed, until mm-hmm. they became slaves, until things got rough. Otherwise, they would never want have wanted to have left and, and, and go to the promised land. And even that, they grumbled the whole time. And they said, we exactly. had better food back then. We had better accommodations. There's not enough graves out here. Like, what's going on? God's <laughs> like, I'm doing a new thing in you. And mm-hmm. now I have to wait for y'all to die. You know, can you imagine the last guy that are waiting for him to die? Yeah. Hey, how you feeling, Jebediah? You feeling good? Yeah, yeah. Hey, we're ready to go. <laughs> Don't give that guy any Gatorade. Don't give him any fruit, nothing. Like, we need him to kick the bucket, right? Yeah. So, you just, God is never... 
okay, I'm terrible at English. God is constantly pursuing us and we forget that. Yeah. You know, and when you and I can think, well, I'm in, I'm good. He's like, no, no. sanctification is a lifelong process. It is. And I'm constantly making you less like you and more like Jesus, if you're willing. Mm-hmm. And that's, we should all be willing. Because if you're, because if you're not, you see these people 60, 70, 80 years old, they're miserable. Yeah. It's like my kids, they go to this ice cream place and they'll do samples. And it drives me crazy because I think, don't do samples. It's like getting free food. <laughs> Just order a flavor. You know, you like that. Like, Can I try that? Can I try that? Yeah. And some people get a sample. Can you imagine getting a sample and then you left? Mm-hmm. I said, that's what some people get as Christians. You got the sample and then you thought you were good. Yeah. When you get in there and you and you get a little investment, you realize there's a whole counter here of all. Mm-hmm. That's what Christianity is like. You're just scratching the surface wherever you're at. You're just scratching. The, there's a whole world to be experienced that God wants you wants you to know about. I mean, he wants to love you, wants to follow you or not follow you, wants you to follow him. He wants you to know him. Mm-hmm. He wants you to walk with him. And he wants you to be around other people who who believe the same things as well. Yeah. And I've talked about it before as far as like, um, it, you probably haven't gone back and listened to it, but uh, on an uh, earlier episode, I've talked about praying and talking with God as being him sitting next to you. There's times that I'll sit yeah. there and I'll look, I'll look next to me. And it's like, okay, God. Um, yeah. You know, that was pretty fun. You know, <laughs> just have and, a and conversation with him it. like that. And he can take it, you know, like I just tell people like, just don't disrespect him. Yeah. You know, he is God. You know, it's it's like, you know, you have a job. You, at first you meet your boss and you're incredibly intimidated before long. You start to get to know them a little more. But don't ever disrespect that boss. That That's a great way to get bounced. And that's mm-hmm. the same way with God. Like, don't forget, he is God. He is holy. And we cannot come into his presence if it were not for Jesus, first and foremost. Yeah. But but he knows. You say, man, that stunk or I'm really defeated. For, he could take it. Yeah. He could take it, you know. But at the same token, It'd be wise to sit in silence and just say, all right, wash over me here. <laughs> I, I need more of you, less of me. I got a lot of flesh boiling up here. I'm going to need a lot more spirit going on. Uh, yeah, you're right, brother. I, I think I could do this all day. So I, I, I really could. And I'm, I'm struggling with, because I had something else that I wanted to talk about, but we're, we're running a little close on time. I don't want to take up too much of your time either. Um, I can go. Your call, man. Your call. <laughs> I wanted to kind of get into, and you've probably already touched on, or you're getting ready to, because this is what your um, podcast focuses on. Is you've been talking a lot here lately about being the spiritual leader in your family, um, equipping men, and what is the difference? And I'm not asking for myself. I, I know what the answer is, but um, there is a huge difference between being a spiritual leader and like a dictatorship too often do I see oh. too often do I see in marriages where the, you know, and it's a huge problem here in my area that you see men want to have that, you know, they take that submissive wives to a whole new level. Well, I will say this first and foremost, my wife and my two daughters are inferior to nobody. Right. And, and that includes myself. They're inferior to nobody. God has placed them in my, in my life to love them well, to try to be a good example to them and to get them to heaven. Mm-hmm. So we'll say, say that. If Again, if you have to tell somebody you are something, you're probably not. If I have, you know, I'm, I'm the, the lead pastor at that church. I don't like that title. I'm right. a pastor at the church. If you have to wonder who's in charge or who's the, you know, then probably no, nobody. Then, mm-hmm. then we got a problem. So I think for me, uh, yeah, I, I, I'll go to the other side. I think there's, 
first, I think there's a difference between being a Christian guy and a man of God. Right. So being a Christian guy is what I was prior to about 2014. Yep. I was a Christian guy, uh, 2013, you know, I, I was okay. It wouldn't, you know, committing big sins, but man of God says my presence matters mm-hmm. and, and I'm going to add value and, and, I, and, and have that humility. I just said the things my kids share, I have three of them and my wife shares, I learn from them all the time. And there are days, if I'm honest, I'm not a great spiritual leader. And it's like God raises them up at times to, to kind of pick up the slack, if you will. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I know it's on me. I know it is on me. And if if I have to be a, a, a dictator to them or I have to lord something over them, then I truly don't understand the love of God. Right. Because as I said a minute ago, don't don't ever fool yourself that God's in charge, that he is holy and good. Mm-hmm. But the same token, God desires a relationship with us. And so I need to know I have the, the I have the responsibility to lead my wife and kids well, not to lord it over them. And there are some dads that can do that. Mm-hmm. And you can yell and you can scream and you can say, it's my chair and my refrigerator and it's this and this and this. You can do that. Yeah. Someday they're going to move out and you wonder why they don't want you at their house or you wonder why they don't want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You played that foundation guy. Yeah. So as they get older, that relationship has to be cultivated and it has to change. That doesn't mean that it's always perfect and flawless. And that doesn't mean there aren't kids who don't walk away and do their own thing. And, you know, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, we're going to stand before God and give an account. Yeah. And for me, I had a I had a come to Jesus meeting with my wife and kids a, a month, you know, a couple of weeks ago, whatever it was. And I said, we, I need to get back to, to doing this well. And I have it. But if I'm honest, there's times that I just don't want to. I'm right. busy. I'm tired. There's one more thing. And, you know, yeah. and I said, if I'm honest, there's days that I don't think you guys want to because you're busy. You just got home from a game. You're cheering. You're mm-hmm. you got volleyball, soccer, whatever. You know, I'm like, but we got to do this. We got to figure out what this looks like. But I had to bring them in on the conversation. Right. Because there are times I said, we're going to read a whole chapter tonight or we're going to read this, <laughs> this, whatever. And at the end of it, nothing fruitful come from it. Right. All I did was lord it over them that, you know, and it was like a hostage standoff. Yeah. <laughs> now, listen, if you've never done any kind of quiet time or personal, whatever, with you, the first few times will be uncomfortable. I guarantee you. Oh, like, it is. It, it definitely is. And so, you know, like you oh, said, yeah. stay with it or ha- talk about it or admit to them. <laughs> This is awkward, but I need to do this. Hey, man, you know, Aaron, I say the same thing. They can blame us. Yeah. This guy, you know, Aaron in Idaho said I should do this. So uh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get Aaron off my back. So I'm going to I'm going to do this. Or, hey, next time I talk to Aaron, I'm going to tell him, yep, I'm trying, man. I'm figuring this out. Uh, man, you get a few more guys doing that. You start to change your address. Mm-hmm. You change your city. You, you start to change the nation. But yep. it starts with one address at a time. Yep. I totally agree. It, it's just. You know, to me, <clears throat> we did, you know, speaking of that, the kids, I was, I try and wake up early in the morning and I try and have that little bit of quiet time. I'll read through a chapter or something like that. Well, one morning the kids were just awake and they were just reimbunctious, you know, reimbunctious. And, and I was like, okay, okay. I, I want to do my Bible study in the morning. So we're going to all do it. <laughs> and yeah. some of them were, I've got five kids. So some of them were into it. Some of them were just kind of laying there listening, but I think that's incredibly important for them even just to hear you and to see you go through all that. How did dad handle the situation or how did, uh, how, what we did mom and dad talk about a lot. They were always talking about God and how to apply God in every situation. They worked cohesively together. It wasn't dad was always in charge. It's mom and dad worked together. Well, a couple years ago, Christmas morning, 
my wife and I got up. The kids weren't awake yet. Mm-hmm. And we went down, made a cup of coffee, made some pot of coffee. I put on my Ben Crosby record. I get my fake fire going on the TV. And we sat there. <laughs> and we had about three and a half minutes of just serenity. And I thought, this is incredible. We have never had this. And, and I'm not blaming my kids. I want my kids to get up. I want them to be fired up. We spent a lot of money on this stuff. Yeah. But I thought, we, we I've never had this. I've never... To me, that was one of the most perfect moments of Christmas I'll ever have in my life. Mm-hmm. And it lasted three and a half minutes and they eventually got up and figured on to the, they heard Bing singing, whatever. And my point is, if you got kids at home, if you have, especially little kids at home, you know, or whatever, you're not going to get quiet time like you think quiet time, unless you want to get up at two in the morning, you yeah, know, unless you exactly. want to do that. <laughs> but maybe what you get is what you get, you know, like today, I, I'm not an early riser, so I grab like a granola bar. That's my breakfast. But I looked yeah. on the stove and somebody had made eggs and stuff before they went. Now, which one's the better breakfast? It's the eggs and all that. Yeah. But they made my wife got up at 530 to do that. <laughs> I got up and grabbed a granola bar. Sometimes all you're going to get in this season is a granola bar. Mm-hmm. Sometimes sitting there with kids climbing on you, whatever, you may not get the most. But I'm going to tell you right now, what you're getting may be more valuable than those guys who forced the quiet time yeah. the other way. Right. Because that, that kid is going to go get their favorite book and mimic you or whatever. And that you might go, that's what I want. If I get anything, I want my kids to love Jesus. Now, as you get older, my kids are older. I remember the first time they all put their shoes on by themselves. And I thought we made it. We yeah, have we made it. Did it. <laughs> we did it. We have, we're successful as parents. You know what? Maybe there'll be a day where you can get an hour and you can have the incense going or the whatever you, whatever you want, the, the mood lighting or whatever you, I don't, man, I don't care what you do. Maybe you'll get that. Um, I'm not quite yet in that season, you mm-hmm. know, but maybe you will, but doggone, you can look back and say, Oh, this is different because of the season of life I'm in. Because when my kids were two, five, seven, nine, whatever, man, I had to sit on, I sat on someone's toy one time. I couldn't find, you know, the remote. I couldn't, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think to me, God honors that. I really do. Yeah. I think God honors the heart behind that to say, God, these kids are a blessing. This isn't what I would have drew up, but this is what you drew up. Yep. And I'm going to thank you for that. I mean, look at what David had. David, when he got to the, the cave, he get these guys who have no friends, they have no mm-hmm. money, and they're emotionally unstable. And he turns them into mighty warriors. We yeah. can certainly do that with our own children, right? Sure. Our kids are solely dependent on us. They tear up all of our stuff. They don't care about any, you know, any of our financial expenses. And we can turn them into mighty warriors for the Lord just by modeling what loving God looks like. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it can all be wrapped up in a simple little statement as when you include God in your everyday life at whatever that looks like. If you include him in every situation, your life looks your life looks better already. And it's I think it comes down and doing it when you don't feel like it. Exactly. If I'm honest, yeah, I don't feel like doing a lot of things. I, I really don't. You know, it, 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 it again. I'm not an early riser for me. I know it's way earlier for you than it is for me. I'm thinking, I go back to bed if I, you know, I, I'm, I can be the laziest of all the lazy. Last night it was late at night uh, for us. It was like eleven thirty, quarter to twelve, something like that. My wife had made a, a bunch of cupcakes. It's homecoming this week oh. that they're trying to sell. I just give you the cash. Let's just do that. I get to yeah, me. I'm like, what are we selling? Like, it's stupid. <laughs> Green Bay had just ripped my heart. I told my wife at halftime, I've seen this game for 47 years. I know how this ends. It doesn't end well for us. I knew that. I turned it off for, as soon as that last whatever happened, first down, whatever. And, and I'm like, Ugh. and I'm not just not in a good mood. And uh, I'm laying there in bed. And I'm thinking, well, she needs to get up in like five hours. This isn't good. 
And I just put my hand on her hip and I, I prayed a quick prayer. And I really, you know what I did? I, I debated with the Holy Spirit for about, I don't know, a couple minutes. She's sleeping. I don't want to do it. I'm tired. I don't, you know, and yeah. whatever. Yeah. Just do it even when you don't feel like it. Yep. Because it's worth it. It's better. I mean, what's the downside of praying with your wife, even when she's tired or when it's awkward? Or mm-hmm. what's the downside of telling your kids, you know, we're going to, we're going to pray to this meal or, you know, I'm going to try to read this. Or I told my kids sometimes, Hey, I get it. Maybe we can't go through the whole chapter. We're just going to read five, six, seven verses yeah. or whatever. And I'd get so frustrated if they weren't paying attention or if they didn't bring their Bibles or they didn't want way to ruin it, dad, way to ruin God time. That's what, you know, <laughs> hey, we just get them in it. Cause you know what? There's going to come a day, Aaron, that you can't get your kids all in the same room, right? They're going to live somewhere else. Oh yeah. They're going to have their own dorm, their own family, their own. And you're thinking, man, I'd love to go back to that. Mm-hmm. I would anything to go back to that. So you'd say, Hey, in this season, we're going to do the best we can with what we got. Yep. Totally agree. I think you put it, you hit the nail right on the head there. So, um, all right. So we're going to start wrapping this up because I do have to probably get to work, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, I wanted to ask you real quick. I I have been thinking you've got this, uh, kind of clarify in, in closing what, uh, tribe is, and uh, it, does that is that nationwide or is that just in your local area? Because I, I do that's kind of a personal question for me too. Because it would be cool to get involved with what you've got going on too. Let me explain it this way: Tribe is a six month community, six month discipleship community mm-hmm. within the pursuit of manliness. So pursuit of manliness, we, we it was getting to a point where I thought we need something different. like we need to grow. You know, so yeah, six month discipleship community. Guys sign up for six months at a time. Twice a year registration's open. It opens in the fall, it opens in the spring. That right. gives guys an opportunity to get off if they're done. And it gives the guys an opportunity to join if they want to join. Mm-hmm. So around April and September ish, we start to really push, hey, it's open. Recessions run June to December and then December or first of December to first of December to June. So it counters a little wonky. There's okay. a little bit of intentionality behind that, but nevertheless it is global. So it's every, I mean, we got guys in the UK, we got guys in Canada, we've had guys in Belgium um, and we got, <clears throat> we got guys everywhere. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't mean that arrogantly. They're just spread out. And so well, I think that's, I think that'd be common for everybody to, to know. Um, and I'm sure you've explained it and I, maybe I've just missed it or been driving, whatever, but um, yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's a question I had. It's like, Oh, you know, that, that sounds pretty cool. It would, I would commit to that. But as like, is there anybody that I could, uh, try, you know, in quotations tribe with in yes. Idaho? So that, so you have like right now we have, uh, we have our tribe, we have this large group of men and we have a Facebook group that we do that with. Not everyone does Facebook. Mm-hmm. So we have, um, we have zoom calls and stuff. So whether you're Facebook or not, there's, we still just try to give you as much as we can to try to grow you for that period of time. What happens is you have this, this group of men, but we break you down into point man regions. So, um, your West, we have a guy named Clint who is over the, the West coast right now. Okay. Actually last week they had their own zoom call where they just kind of talk and connect or whatever. Oh, nice. Uh, what we try to do is encourage guys if, or when you can meet up, and it's amazing the stories that come from a guy. So far, nobody's ended up in someone's freezer. You know, it sounds pretty <laughs> right. weird, right? Like, I'm going to Idaho. I'm going to meet Aaron. I've never met him before. You met him online and you're going to go, you know, we have guys stay in each other's houses, which I don't know if I'm in on that. But right. uh, we have guys that shared hotel rooms at the retreat or whatever. Um, we did a, a camp one time or a hiking trip. And we had guys from Iowa, Florida, Kentucky, Tennessee. I mean, everywhere. It was ridiculous. And they all came to one spot. So you're in this collective group. Mm-hmm. And then you have this this region, which allows you 
a way like a WhatsApp or text group or whatever, okay. where you're, 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 you're having regular daily conversations and they kind of have their own, but you're still a part of this whole tribe. So you say, well, man, I really dig this dude over in the UK. Well, it's not like you can't be friends with them because you're in this right. big group, <laughs> but the point man group is designed so you don't get lost in the shuffle. Okay. And so there's daily Bible reading. There's a book reading. There's challenge videos. Challenge videos aren't like run up a mountain. They're like, like this week it's talking about generosity. Which, okay. How many guys sit around and talk about generosity? Zero. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Zoom calls where we talk through some stuff. So it's just, it's very fluid. Mm-hmm. So if you and I could never land at the same place every week and have a Bible study together. Yeah. But we can be in the same group, have the same conversations. And I can get up today, look at my phone and go, oh yeah, Aaron responded to that. Cool. Oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to respond back to him or whatever. And so you have this really fluid community and it's just, it's, it's really cool what God has done through it. And I'll say it again. It's just regular guys. If you get in there and you think I'm awesome, they're all going to be amazed at what I have to say. Mm -hmm. You're probably not long for it. But (laughs) if you get in and you're like, man, I have something to add to this, but I got a whole bunch to take away. Dude, it is. I log off of Zoom calls thinking, man, I'm, these guys are a blessing. They are. And I hardly talk at all on there. I mean, I I start to call, I pray and that's about it. Mm -hmm. I'll just, I'm like, go. And it's, it's just really cool what, what the Lord does. But let's let's boil it down to this. Isn't that what happens when guys are willing to get around each other? Yeah, exactly. So maybe it's not tribe. Maybe it's just your backyard. Or maybe it's the break room or wherever. Just if you can, find some guys. If you can't, online is a, is a place that you can find them. That's awesome. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Jared, thank you for being on this podcast. I, I, I think I could go longer. <laughs> well, let's do it again sometime maybe we need i don't to. know we need to i know i know you're very busy as well as i am too i mean we've got you know like we said our normal whatever we have going on all the time you know but well, uh, don't you feel encouraged by like i feel encouraged by talking to you i'm like i love it now i know now i know you like you're a brother like we're on the same team i know? love it man yeah <laughs> it's awesome i i really i can't thank you enough for being on here it was it, it was a great pick me up this morning before having to go to work. <laughs> I hope your work day goes well, man. It's a blessing to me too, man. I'm glad we got to, it's always good to see each other face to face too. And I, I'm not a video guy, but I'm like, it gives you a little more credibility. Like, okay, that guy's real. Yeah. Okay. That's a, and uh, you know, like you said, you're in your homeschool room. Like that's so cool. Yeah. Good for you guys for making that sacrifice to do that too, by the way. Well, thank you. Yeah. No, I, I, I tell people a lot, a lot of the guests that we have on here is uh no, I'm not smart enough to do video yet, nor do I have the time to edit a video. I barely have enough time. I'm editing these podcasts on, on a Sunday night before, after everybody's gone to bed before, (laughs) before it drops on a Monday morning, you know? And let me say this. People have no idea the amount of time it takes to do a podcast. And I don't mean to guilt them because nobody asked you and I to do this, but the amount of time it takes to, to do one is guys all the time. I'm going to start a podcast. Like you have no clue what it takes. And every Monday comes around faster every time. Exactly. (laughs) It does. Cause I mean, you you know, this, this episode will come out uh, next Monday and, but I probably won't get to it until Friday, Saturday or Sunday. (laughs) And that's and, just and the nature of the beast, you know, I'll share it to you, man. But yeah, it's, it's the, the way it is, you know, and I see, I see guys that do that. I'm like, could you commit to doing it for a year? You know, cause they'll do like three episodes and they burn out or, you know, coming soon. Like, no, don't come soon. Just come now. Like be now, like just start yeah. now, just start. Or, you know, I try to tell them, you know, maybe map out a few episodes to kind of figure out what you're about, but how long have you been doing this, Aaron? Um, this podcast we've been doing almost, we're almost right at a year. 
Um, it'll okay. be a year. Oh man, April, March, March, maybe it'd be a year in March. And I think it took me two, three years to figure out what I was doing. I mean, seriously, it's just yeah. you're always trying to figure out like. What are we doing? <laughs> it was a, I, I've been at podcasting for uh, at least two years, but like I said, I was running that other podcast. I, I didn't like the way it was going. Um, yeah. I wasn't very good at it, but of course, what do you do if you're not good at something? You just do it even more. So yeah. I just recorded an intro for I got on with you and it took, I don't know, 86 times to just do an intro. And I thought, this is stupid. You've yeah. been doing this, for, but it's a hiccup. It's a burp. It's a stutter over a word. It's a, you know, you're like, I don't want to put that out there. You know, like you don't want to look dumb, Yeah. Know? but uh, I remember the very first episode I recorded with a guy, Jim Mayhew, episode one, he's got designed my original logo in about 17 seconds into the podcast. He said, I'll tell you what, Jared. And I thought one, I don't know how to edit that out. Cause I'm doing this anonymously. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just remember fear running through me because yeah. I thought, Oh no, because I, I wasn't planning on anybody knowing my name at that point. Right. And you willing to do this, man, again, it gives credibility what you're doing. Stay with it. You have a co-host sharpen each other. Yeah. So it's just what we're trying to do. Just trying to spread God's word. That's all it is to it. Absolutely. Yeah. And you'll, and you reach people that you're not even aware of. Yeah. 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 You know, I've had guys like every once in a while message like, man, been loving your content. You're like, you haven't liked it, shared it. You haven't commented. <laughs> they just, but you just never know. Like we, we try to gauge like on likes or follows and God's like, I don't work that way. Yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily, I've seen guys with huge followings, huge whatevers. And you're like, but it doesn't seem like there's any community there or any, you know, and so I think you just, God doesn't work that way. Jesus never worked with the crowds. Yeah. He always worked with the ones and the smalls. And I'm like, that's what we're doing. That's, that's just the way it works. And if I got to be honest with you, I, I am bad about that too. I share a lot of people, like I'm in conversations with a lot of people. I put, I put music, I put Christian music at the end of these episodes because if what we don't talk about doesn't resonate with somebody, Hopefully, maybe the music will touch somebody too. And so I'm talking to all these artists. I share a lot of their stuff on social media. But when it comes to sharing stuff, I I talk a lot about your podcast by word of mouth. I don't necessarily share it, you you know, on on social media. Yeah, I'll do the same thing. Like, have you heard of this or have you? I'll give you an example. I know you got to go. That Ryan Mickler does Order Man. I mean, golly, Ryan Mickler is like mm-hmm. he's, he gets he gets everybody. But I remember sitting with a guy a couple of years ago, and I was talking about Order a Man or something. I don't even know how it came up. I don't even know how he, you know. And the guy had no clue who he was. And that's just the way God works. You could think somebody is somebody, and God's like, nope, you know. And it's yeah. the guy had heard him. The guy had heard of me. Come to find out, the guy lived like around my neighborhood, which got me a little nervous. But yeah. um, he had been aware of like he finds your name or they find this or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you just yeah, it's it's not about the follows. It's not about we try to measure that you know the return on the investment of time. But at the end of the day, it's about a changed life. It's about getting it to an address that maybe the gospel wasn't there before, or maybe yeah. a guy will think about I, I you know his family different, or how he walks in the house different, or how he ends the night different. Mm-hmm. That's a win. We'll take it. Yeah, definitely. All right, man. Oh, hey, before we go, um, can we share more than once on this pursue wilderness thing? Can we? Can we just continually share, or is it you just a do- one and done kind of a thing? <laughs> no, no, no. I, like, and that's the thing. Like, I don't want guys just to do it for a pen, you know? Because I'm like, you get the pen, you're like, well, you know, I'm not. <laughs> I know, I know, but that's why I tell guys, like, man, do it all you like, all you want. Like the thirty for thirty, we got guys tagging, and depending on if it's private or not, I can share it or not share. It. So when you're willing. Send me whatever you got. And Perfect. if you send me pictures, I'll tag you. Uh, if if and when possible, I'll do that. Um, I have some guys who are kind of like 
pursue wilderness. I, I hate to call them a team, but it's, it's kind of like we, but I'm the guy who's doing all the content as okay. far as accessing that stuff. So send it all you want. Um, yeah. And then what we hope to do in the future is have some times where we can say, this is a pursue wilderness, either hike, camp out, gathering, whatever, because that community in and of itself is going to look a little different yeah. than the mainland this one. And, and, and it should, it should look different. So yeah, man, anytime you can, um, that's what some of these other guys are doing with the 30, 30, I'll, I'll share it all. What's the downside of showing you doing something outdoors? Um, yeah. To a guy in New York who's living in an apartment who's staying, he's like, okay, I'll do something. It's I'll, inspiring. I'll take a walk. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and they'll resonate with you. Maybe they won't resonate with me. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, send me anything you want, man. I'll post it for sure. Cool. Awesome. And I'll share, the, I'll share this as well whenever you let me know. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. We'll, we'll talk about that here in just a minute. Um, where can people find you? Um, where can they go and listen to you at? You know, just give yourself a little plug here. The pursuit of manliness.com is the easiest way. Uh, I think it's on a lot of most of the audio platforms like iTunes, Spotify, some of those. And then uh, YouTube on Mondays only. We do the the episodes of this. We're not doing the I'm not doing the out in the garage and quiet life videos anymore. It's just a lot okay. of time of yeah. editing and uploading. And so Dude. Uh, that's <laughs> easiest. And then if you if you want to follow me at all. And I'm not, I'm not that excited to follow. I promise you. It's just my name, Jarrett Samuels. That's it. Um, in those places, but again, not that exciting. So yeah, wherever, man, love to connect with guys. Good deal. Good deal. All right, man, we're going to close this out. Thank you, Jarrett, for being on here and, uh, guys, thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Hey guys, and thank you for listening to Undaunted Pursuit Podcast. Give us a good rating on iTunes, good review, leave us five stars, and follow us on YouTube. Click that subscription bell, keep up to date with the newest episodes. And don't forget to follow us on other social media outlets such as Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you ever have any questions, don't hesitate to email us at undauntedpursuit at gmail.com and go to our website at undauntedpursuit.podbean.com. And don't forget, if you like what you're hearing, go to Patreon, follow us on Patreon, subscribe to our channel there there's a small tier for donations any help any support this podcast is made possible by you the patron we thanks for listening we'll see you guys next time see ya if i went to the ocean floor i know i'd still find some more that's how deep your love goes that's how deep your love goes if i climb the highest mountain
refresh my soul There is peace like a river